apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Open, Shepard, all alone, Shepard breaks a tackle, and into the end zone, Sterling Shepard. Thibodeau got there, got the ball out, scooped it and scored! Touchdown Giants, Kiva Thibodeau! Second down, five, Jones again. Oh, here he goes! He can see the pylon! Touchdown! Barkley looking for a seam. Great cut, Saquon Barkley in for the touchdown! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Drawing About the G-Men Giants Football Podcast. I'm Big Chase coming at you. We got the big game to talk about, which we will get to. Um, we're also going to talk about Tom Brady retiring. I know that that was a uh, feels like old news at this point with so much that's going on in the sports world. Uh, I mean, basketball's tried to take take the spotlight, but I mean, we got the big game, which we'll get to. But I mean, this is the Giants Podcast, Drawing About the G-Men. So we got to start it off. Little recap of the NFL Honors Awards last night. Brian Dayball taking it home for the G-Men Coach of the Year. And, I mean, it was deserving. So if you look at the other candidates, Sean McDermott, uh, I mean, the, for the Bills, he's done great. Like, he, he's a solid coach. But was he Coach of the Year this year? No. I mean, he, I don't even think he deserves to be a finalist. Uh, yeah, they had a great record, but they really underachieved. Uh, they still haven't learned or how to develop a run game uh, since Josh Allen's been there, and it, he just puts too much of the workload on Josh Allen. So I, I, I honestly don't think Sean McDermott deserves to be in in, in this conversation. Jaguars' Doug Peterson, I mean, back-to-back worst records, turns that into a playoff team, uh, a, a divisional round team. They, they get that big win. Uh, yeah, he deserves to be here and uh, just has a bright future for the Jaguars. Kyle Shanahan, I mean, really with all the QB, QB injuries, uh, he deserves to be here. But, I mean, and, and he still keeps getting to the NFC Championship. 
uh, just hasn't gone back to the Super Bowl. Uh, so, yeah, he definitely deserves to be uh, – there's a lot of people who des- could have won the award this year. And then, obviously, Eagles, uh, Nick Sirianni, bringing them to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, I, I mean, they just put so much talent in front of them. And, I mean, you have to be able to corral that talent and get the best out of that talent so far. That that is what uh, Coach Sirianni has brought, and that's why they're in the Super Bowl. But when it comes to Dayball, he's the coach of the year. Was able to prove what he, he was like. What I just said with Nick Sirianni, Dayball was able to get the best out of best talent out of mediocre players. Isaiah Hodgins, Ricky James, uh, the, 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 and all the guys on the defense. Like Dayball has uh, just brought that, and then like. Them running the Wildcat because they need to, like, uh, just the innovative play calling that he's brought and being able to make a lot of people succeed. And then, obviously, look at what he's done with Daniel Jones. Uh, I mean, he he deserves to be here. Uh, I mean, he's just done great. But then you also have to look at – and look at what I was talking about with Doug Peterson. Like, uh, teams counting them out. Teams thought that this was going to be a rough – year for both the Giants and the Jaguars. Both made it to the uh, playoffs and also made it to the divisional round. So won a playoff game. So that's insane. But, I, I mean, and Dave will show both of that. Granted, I it isn't like the Jaguars are stacked with talent either. But, uh, yeah, uh, so so I think besides getting to the Super Bowl, I think Dave Ball really stands out. Uh, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if Sirianni won this. I thought Nick Sirianni was going to win this. I was rooting for Dayball, and uh, he pulled ahead. And obviously, uh, a bunch of great uh, awards given out last night. Uh, both Rookie of the Years. You had Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson. Uh, New York State and proud there with the Jets. Just wish the uh, Saquon Barkley uh, out outvoted Geno Smith. I wish that were to happen, but uh, the, the, that sucked. But, all right, let's move on. Tom Brady retires, um, and it, it's for good this time, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it was great, and, I mean, you can say what you want. Um, you're entitled to have your own opinion uh, on Brady. But he, he, the thing is, is with Tom Brady and the legacy he has left, like you can't talk about the history of football and not mention Tom Brady. You, you have to bring it up. What he's done, whether he is the GOAT, whether he is just the most winning, however you want to. I know uh, it was pretty – Mike Frances on first take didn't call him the GOAT, but I I think Tom Brady's the GOAT. He's done some great things. And, I mean, as a giant – but the one thing with Tom Brady, and I think he will have a great career outside of this. Uh, He's dropping podcasts left and right. Uh, I know uh, he's got the the broadcasting deal with Fox. That should be interesting. I, he's going to be great in the booth because, I mean, just what this man has done on the football field, the way he was learned football and how much of a student of a game he was at quarterback, it, it's going to be like Tony Romo times 100, I think, in, in the broadcast booth. And hate it or love it, if you love football, you're going to love it. Uh, you're just a casual if you, you, you don't like the, the insight that they bring into the game. But, uh, but with Tom Brady – He'll be the GOAT, most winningest. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, if he wins, I, I think he has a trajectory to catch that. 
But still, that's decades down the line, a decade or two probably, if Patrick Mahomes can play that long. So who knows? We'll see. But one thing that I love as a Giants fan, you can always bring up the Super Bowls when it comes to Tom Brady. And Eli Manning will always be better than Tom Brady. So, yeah, Tom Brady's the GOAT. But Eli Manning is better than Tom Brady. So, what's that say there? Actually, Lawrence Taylor is the real GOAT if you're getting to that. And, I mean, we're talking about Tom Brady. I know we mentioned earlier, J.J. Watt also retiring. Uh, I know we talked about that during the season. But uh, that's great. This Hall of Fame induction night is going to be crazy uh, when they do eventually get in. Because both those guys, first ballot Hall of Famers. And, uh, yeah, see J.J. Watt and Tom Brady going in uh, to the Hall of Fame on the same night. That's going to be that's going to be something special. That's going to be a great night. And hopefully they'll have a good preseason uh, Hall of Fame game that week too. Uh, so who knows? They might have like the Texans uh, Pats. That would, that would be a great matchup. Uh, both those teams or, I mean, Bucks, Cardinals too for the Watt uh, Brady Hall of Fame game. But let's get into it. Let's get into the big game. Super Bowl 57, Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes against Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna start this off. My my preview of this off is this is one of the hardest Super Bowls to pick. I since I can remember, uh, to be honest with you. I, I think this is very interesting, and I don't think it should be, but it, the just you have a very, very talented team in Philly, the most talented team all year. In Philly, but when it comes down to the big game, I feel like more often than not, the better coach and the better quarterback duo come out up top. And maybe that's just because I've seen Belichick and Brady uh, do it the past decade or so, or two decades at this point. So I, I maybe that's just in my mind, but I, I, I feel like that happens more often than not. The the better head coach and quarterback duo. Just squeak it away. And while I said I think Nick Sirianni deserves coach of the year, can he outcoach Andy Reid? I don't know. Jalen Hurts, I do think, has the ability to outplay Patrick Mahomes. But the, you're also going to need the defense to do a lot in that as well. And let's just get down into it. Starting off, Eagles keys to victory. Uh, let's start off defensively. Because, yeah, you got to pressure Mahomes. You, you can't let him be the MVP. You can't let him... Uh, extend plays, make plays down the field. Uh, You got to get to him. And uh, I'll talk about it with the Chiefs, but it's going to be tough. I mean, the 70 sacks this year, obviously, for for that D-line, for the Eagles, like they can get pressure. They can. I mean, obviously, you saw Hassan Reddick go off against the Niners, and and that's a good Niners O-line. Like, don't get it wrong. The interior is rough, but both are, but but it's pretty good. I, it's not as good as the the Eagles. I don't think the Eagles have one of the best old lines in in, and they have had for a while now. But uh, yeah, they're gonna have to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, the Chiefs. Uh, I'll talk about their old line in a little bit. But yeah, th- those guys: Fletcher Cox, Hassan Reddick. Uh, Robert Quinn, right? Uh, Sue, Jordan Davis, all those guys, they just have so much depth there. 
and they're going to be fresh going up against this uh, Kansas City O-line. And, and then as far as the secondary goes, they have one of the best secondaries in the game too. Uh, and they're very underrated because of how dominant this D-line is. But you really got to limit the big plays. Uh, help your offense as much as you can. Uh, make sure you, your offense can get some rest. I mean, make sure that you can eat up some clock and, and this doesn't turn into a huge shootout because that's where Patrick Mahomes is going to thrive, you know, getting the ball down the field, getting in and out quick, uh, just lighting it up through the air. You're going to have to limit that. Like, just limit the big plays and, and you'll be okay. And that, th- that's been the recipe to beat the Chiefs uh, ever since they won the Super Bowl. Like teams have figured it out. Like it's there. It's been there. The foundation has been built. That's where they struggle. If you just limit the big plays, it, you can win that football game. And obviously that D line, when you limit that, when you limit the, the ability to get for wide receivers to get down the field, that just makes it easier for the defensive line to put pressure on the quarterback and Patrick Mahomes. But now looking uh, for the Eagles keys to win offensively. I talked about it earlier, that veteran offensive line, use their experience, slow down Chris Jones and lessen the, and and lessen his impact on the game. He's going to get his, but one thing this whole postseason, Chris Jones has been probably the most clutch defensive player. But this O-line is a monster. And Chris Jones is going to need to keep his motor going all game because this is a big game. So uh, he's going to need to make plays, get pressure on uh, Jalen Hurts, because and, and limit him from being mobile as well. Uh, Chris Jones, and even if he Chris Jones is getting doubled or, or anything like that, just them being able to uh, – also slow down the Karloftis is pretty good. And they have some other guys who can make some plays. So you have to be able to contain that. And But I think this is one of the best, if not the best offensive line in, in the NFL. So I, I think they, they handle their business. Chris Jones will be able to get his own. But but it's an interesting battle in the trenches that way. Um, and then all, as far as like actual offense, like plays and that stuff, control the game. Control as much time as possible. Keep the MVP, Patrick Mahomes, off the football field. Um, and you, because you're going to need to go tit for tat for him the whole game. Like, Patrick Mahomes is good enough. We expect him to score. I don't think anyone is not expecting Patrick Mahomes to, to at least score at least one touchdown this game. So I, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to score. But offensively, you're, Jalen Hurts, you're going to be need to be able to go tit for tat because once you start getting those four and outs, three and outs, that's just another opportunity for Kansas City to to up the scoreboard that much more. Now, I I am not saying that their defense is slouches. I'm not I'm not saying that Patrick Mahomes is this god and can can and will just score at them at will. It's not like that. But Patrick Mahomes is someone who will take those opportunities when given to them. So you're going to have to limit the big plays with Patrick Mahomes' head. Now let's talk about the Chiefs. Offensively, what do they have to do? You have to protect Patrick Mahomes. 
Last time they were here, you saw how banged up Patrick Mahomes was, and he tried and he tried very, very hard to beat Tom Brady and the Bucks, and but he just wasn't like his ankle. Uh, it was his ankle, right? Or he was just limping out there. You went, you traded for uh, Orlando Brown, you brought in Joe Thune, yeah, obviously Creed Humphrey, uh, center you drafted him. Uh, Trey Brown, right, as well. Like, you're up this O-line. Now this is your time. This is your opportunity. There's no more excuses. You can't make any more excuses other than the team is just better than you. So protect Patrick Mahomes, and that's a tough, tough task with this defensive line for the Eagles. But you're going to have to protect him, give him time to make those plays and pick apart this defense, and you'll be okay. And also, uh, a big thing, establish the run. Isaiah Pachenko uh, has been great. Jarek McKinnon has been great. Um, But just being able to run the football, set up that play action. I know it's not necessarily the Chiefs' forte. It's not what the Chiefs do well, and it's not what the Chiefs do very often. But you still have to be able to run the ball when you need to, and you need to be able to establish that. And that will also help that O-line uh, it, it, in the battle with the D-line, if you can move them, take advantage of them, get some pancakes on that, and just just build up confidence through the run game that you can do. The O-line, once you start getting going that way, once you start getting like a three-yard run, five-yard run, seven-yard run, all breaks it like 12 yards, that's when the offensive line will really start getting going and, and really start feeling themselves. And that will be really, really tough. Uh, and they'll get the momentum going, and, and that'll be really, really tough for the uh, Eagles' defensive line to get uh, get back going and get the sacks at the like, like they will need to. Uh, and then also, offensively, just give 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 the defense what it, it take what the defense gives you. I apologize for that. Got to take what the defense gives you. You don't look for the big plays because you're going to have that pressure coming eventually. This D line's too good. No matter how good the O line is, the pressure is going to eventually come. Patrick Mahomes just has to get the ball out of his hands as quickly as possible. Uh, and just let the guys down the field, make some plays, break some tackles uh, and, and do what the offense does best. And that's how they're going to move the football on this defense. Now, defensively, which is going to be the toughest task here. I, I think out of all the teams, the Chiefs' defense is, I, I think, the weakest link out of. Uh, I I think the Eagles are very well rounded. Obviously, got Patrick Mahomes, and that offense is explosive for the Chiefs. But I think the Chiefs' defense, granted, Chris Jones is a beast. You got to win the battle up up front, and Chris Jones is going to draw those doubles. So, I'm looking at Karloftis. I'm looking at some of these other guys on the defensive line. So maybe some blitzing linebackers to come. Find some holes, get some pressure on Jalen Hurts, and uh, limit him from being mobile, using his legs. And he's been banged up too. Both these quarterbacks are banged up. So if you can get some hits, if you can get some pressure on them, uh, that that will really, really benefit you. Or if you can do it early, so I uh, th- that's going to be a big thing. And you know, Chris Jones is going to step up, but who's going to step up around him? Who are going to be those other guys? And I, yeah, I'm looking at a guy like George Karloftis. He's going to need to be big, the rookie, because all the rookies, Trent McDuffie's been great too. The the rookies have been the real uh, shining light for this D outside of Chris Chris Jones. So 
Uh, I'm excited to see what they can do there when when the lights are the brightest. Uh, secondary, you need to buy as much time as you can so they can get pressure. But also, yeah, you, you got to be wary of Jalen Hurts using his legs. And, and, and the other thing, you got to contain Jalen Hurts. Because the thing with this Eagles offense, when Jalen Hurts starts running the football well, then you start getting the, the Miles Sanders. Then you start getting him involved. Then that run game breaks out. Like, there's a lot of options this offense can go, but it's all predicated by the run. And Chris Jones, don't forget, after the quarterback, he's going to have to stop the runs and eat up some guys down uh, down low for uh, for them to get the, the win here. And, all right, so that's all as far as keys to victory. That what needs that's what needs to happen for each team to win. But will it happen? I mean, unless we have a zero zero tie or whatever, no, not all of this can happen. So what will happen? I'm gonna start off. I'm gonna give you my best my best bets. I got two. Starting off, I'm parlaying Travis Kelsey and AJ Brown to score a touchdown. I think touchdowns will get scored in this game. And uh Travis Kelsey obviously uh the, the dynamic duo of him and Patrick Mahomes, I think it is eventual. He'll get into the end zone. And A.J. Brown, that big, I like that big physical guy, uh, especially when they do get into the red zone to get something. If you want to throw Devontae Smith on there too, I like it. Uh, that might be, oh, might be previewing something. But another bet I got over 50 and a half. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm rooting for points. Not a big fan of either team. I love Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, the Eagles, it's rough being a Giants fan, uh, seeing the Eagles here. But, yeah, so uh, I'm rooting for points over 50 and a half. And now my final prediction for the game. So, like I said, I'm like 50-50. This is the one of the hardest uh, Super Bowls ever I've ever had to pick. One of the hardest Super Bowls going into it. Uh, I, I might feel weird for this. Uh, I was actually talking to my girlfriend. I, I told her to pick for me. Uh, I, I'll take all the heat if the pick's wrong. No worries. I'm not going to put that on her. But she said she liked the Eagles. So I got the Eagles over the Chiefs, 31-27. Cash that over. Um, and, yeah, I think it's going to be close. Going to be a little bit of a shootout. But. I think the better team prevails, even though I don't want to get caught here. I don't want to be here next week saying, gosh, dude, Patrick Mahomes was an underdog. What are we talking about? Like, what was going on? Aren't we silly for letting that happen? But I think that's going to happen, and I think the Eagles are going to win. And, I mean, that's going to be interesting. Patrick Mahomes, uh, we talk about Brady retiring. We talk about Patrick Mahomes being close to catching, being the only one real close to catching Brady's record. But you need to win that second one tier two, and we it's going to be a whole different uh, conversation with Patrick Mahomes if they lose this one, like I'm predicting they will right now. But anything can happen. This is going to be a fun game. I'm excited for it. Uh, and I'm excited to come back here next week and recap it because I think it's going to be very, very fun. Obviously, Rihanna doing the halftime show, so it'll be awesome. It's the Super Bowl.
it, of course it's going to be awesome. It's amazing. Uh, everyone, enjoy it. Have fun. Be safe. Uh, and that's going to do it for John about the G-Men. Big shout out to Chris Sawyer and Mac Home Mortgage for sponsoring today's episode. Also, make sure you check out clovercrestmedia.com for a bunch of other great podcasts like John about the G-Men, uh, Keys to the City, Sports Talk with R&J. They all did their Super Bowl preview, so make sure you go talk to them. Go check those out. There's also some great blogs and articles on there as well. So check that out. I'm Big Jace. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Big Jace the Ace. That's going to do it for John about the G-Men. We'll see you next week to recap the Super Bowl and talk more Giants football news. Take care, everyone. Open. Shepard all alone. Shepard breaks a tackle and into the end zone. Sterling Shepard. E.T. Thibodeau got there. Got the ball out. Scooped it and scored. Touchdown, Giants. Kiva Thibodeau. Second down, five, Jones again. Oh, here he goes. He can see the pylon. Touchdown. Barkley looking for a seam. Great cut. Saquon Barkley in for the touchdown. Hello. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men, and great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.